The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, people might have seen this story. It was in the UK media today. Somebody threatening divorce. Why? Wait till you hear this. This is a new one on me. Uh, her husband eats too slowly, apparently, and it has caused a flurry of people uh, sharing uh, online uh, examples of of habits that their their partner, their other half, their better half, uh, maybe indulges in uh, that they find annoying and and. If left unaddressed, they can snowball to the point that you find yourself being talked about in the newspapers and on national radio threatening divorce because one of you is eating too slowly. David Kavanagh is a systemic psychotherapist and he's with me now. David, you're welcome to the show. I mean, as problems, this doesn't strike me as a huge one, but I guess, you know, any molehill can be turned into a mountain. Absolutely, Carol. I mean, I think that there are probably other underlying issues at play here. Let's, let's be fair. I mean, the lady in question could get up and leave the kitchen table. She could walk away. She doesn't have to stay and watch her husband eating for the two hours, whatever it is that, he, that he's eating. And usually what happens is people have a kind of a, a sense of annoyance or frustration for lots of other reasons. And then we pick on the personal habits of the person that we're, we're living with or that we're married to, whatever. And they then become amplified in our minds and become serious problems. And really, it's probably something deeper that we haven't actually addressed. So that's, that's what I'm thinking as a therapist anyway. So, so, so you suspect this isn't really about eating? It's about something much it, deeper? Well, it could be both. Let's, let's, let's be fair. I mean, I wouldn't like to have to watch somebody eating for two hours. And I think somebody, people in, in the article were saying that maybe he was just trying to avoid doing his chores, which is a very plausible you know, thing to have happened and a very good reason why the, the wife wants to divorce him. Um, oh, he's, avo- he's avoiding the, the wash up after dinner. Well, it could be, you see, by sitting there, maybe making her do all the all the chores that he's not prepared to do. Another kind of clever ploy that men use to avoid doing their chores besides uh, pretending they don't know how to do stuff, which we all know about. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think that, you know, we should leave our partners because of their annoying habits. We should communicate with them and tell them that we have difficulties with what they're doing and then see if they can change. But sometimes people can't because, like, how you eat your food, for example, that's something you learn as a child. And, you know, telling somebody that you eat too quickly or you eat too slowly, that's probably not going to be changed anytime soon just because you say it to them. So it's a hard one, isn't it? It, it is a hard one because oftentimes, you know, in retrospect, it makes sense to have maybe brought this up earlier. But, you know, in the early days of a relationship, you don't necessarily be the one who wants to start nitpicking. You know, by the way, you eat too quickly or by the way, you do this at night or by the way, I don't like the way you talk on the phone to your friends when I'm watching TV. Exactly. And yet, at the same time, one of the things... That, that, la- that last one was quite specific, just in case my wife happens to be listening to the show. I just... <laughs> a not-so-subtle little hint there. But anyway... <laughs> well, what I try to, to tell the couples that come to me for, for therapy is to try and have a sit-down chat every couple of weeks where they just lay it, lay it all on the line and they speak for you know maybe five minutes to each other about what's going on for them, what life is like for them living with their partner. Um, so you're not focusing on all the negatives. You're focusing on the positives and the negatives. And then you're just kind of telling your partner, listen, this isn't working for me. Is there anything that we can do differently to make this work better? And each person, each person listens and then communicates around that. That's so important that people don't do it and resentment builds up. And then you have these huge explosions that, come, that seem to come out of nowhere, which cause even more problems than if they had just communicated in the first place. Oh, Dave, that, that sounds great in theory now, but how do you deal with uh, someone who gets maybe a little bit defensive in that conversation? 
Now, that's a great question because defensiveness is one of the things people do to try and uh, avoid, you know, the, avoid the issue and avoid taking responsibility. I think being tactful is really important. I think timing is also very important that, you know, you've both agreed to sit down to talk about this. It's a set prearranged time and you're not just ambushing somebody when they're exhausted, tired or when they're in the middle of doing something else. So if it's prearranged, then it, they don't really have a justification for being defensive because they've agreed to have that conversation about these topics. So there shouldn't really be any justification for it, in my view, anyway. And. I mean, if you find yourself bringing up the same thing in, in a, a couple of these conflabs in a row, I, I guess, does that then become, uh, start to qualify as, listen, I think this is just an issue I'm just going to have to learn to tolerate. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the nub of the matter in many, many cases because um, there are two types of problems according to John Gottman, who's this American psychologist people may have heard of before. He says there's solvable problems and unsolvable problems. Now, if you can understand which of the two categories your specific problem falls into, you can deal with it much more quickly and much more effectively. Like your in-laws, you can't change your in-laws, no matter how much you might want to. That's an unsolvable problem. Um, how often you see them might be solvable because you might have some control over the, you know, the, the expectations you, you, your partner has about when you do see them. So if you understand the difference between those two categories, you can go a long way towards resolving some of the issues that most couples tend to find that they have, like sex, money, power. Those kind of things are, are really the things that cause people to end up in the divorce courts, not necessarily eating habits. So, I mean, how do you early on identify what are solvable or insolvable, which goes in category A, which goes in category B? So, so solvable problems are things that we can change if we choose to change them. Um, so like, again, an eating habit, it, how, how likely is it that you're going to change somebody's eating habits after 25 years of them eating a particular way? I would say it's not likely. Um, if they are leaving their gym gear, their sweaty gym gear, on the kitchen floor, in a place they shouldn't be leaving it, that's something that's quite likely that they can change mm. with a bit of nudging, with a bit of um, choice architecture that, you know, their bag is removed and disappears, for example. Not telling anybody to do that. But there are things that we can kind of nudge our partners into doing. I, I'd be throwing that gear that out into the back garden. That's what I'd be doing now, David. Well, that's what I, yeah, let's be honest. We, we've all done that as well. And that, that sometimes works too. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it backfires. It's hard to know. Um, but they're the kind of things that we have to be, you know, we have to be creative around these problems. Um, and just communicating directly isn't always enough. Sometimes we have to nudge our partners and give them little little hints about what we'd like them to change. Um, just going back to your question about what's, what's not solvable. The, you know, people's attitudes to money, they're not necessarily solvable problems because that's entrenched again. It's, so anything that comes from a childhood value system or mm-hmm. childhood experience probably isn't all that solvable. Um, like how people do conflict, how people communicate. There are things that you may need to go and see a therapist about. The kind of things that, you know, couples come to me for and then I try to give them some pointers and some tips and strategies to navigate better. That, that's kind of where the therapy okay. piece might be useful. Listen, David, it's been really interesting and uh, thanks a million for taking the time to chat to us. David Kavanagh is a systemic psychotherapist. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.